ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 27 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at Check Out My Cards, one word, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn about offers, promotions, and more at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. It was another fun weekend at the shop last weekend, and I had a chance to pick up another small little lot of items from a customer who comes in every few months. And he brings me a tub, a storage tub, full of random stuff that he has in his collection that he's looking to eventually move on from. He has built quite a collection over the years, and he's getting to the point where some of the things don't interest him as much as they did before. And so he likes to bring me a tub of stuff and work out some kind of part cash, part trade deal where he's going to get a little money from it, but he's also able to acquire some things that are more interesting to him or things that he's got some level of interest in in, in picking up at this point. And so this collection or this this lot that he brought me this week was pretty interesting. It's got ticket stubs, it had cards, it had other collectibles, memorabilia, um, autographs, and those types of things. Mostly sports, but a few other non-sport entertainment type items that, that are a part of it. And the thing that I love the most is over the years when he has started to bring me these things, it's provided me an opportunity to learn about new eras, about new products, about new promotional giveaways and things like that that were out there from both sports and non-sports. And that is one of the things that I really love. I love to continue to learn. I love to broaden my knowledge. And it's allowed me to really do some cool things with my collection. I've been able to sell a lot of the things that he's brought and the, the money that I've made from that have covered the cost of some of these unique items that I've been able to keep in my own collection. And so over the years, some of the things that I've got are a 1906 World Series Cubs Rooter pin, things that were given away at the World Series in 1906, things like that I've been able to add to my collection for free. Uh, Bobbleheads of the Cubby Bear from like the 60s. Just some really cool, unique items that I've been able to add that otherwise I don't even know when I would have come across them and, and so that's been really fun. So this, this lot is going to give me a chance to continue to learn more. One of those things that I'm already learning is, is from a, a recent product. But in the, over the last few years, Topps has been releasing these miniature toys based off of Wacky Packages products. And there was a full master set of the first series of those Wacky Package minis, little toys. And it's got all of the rare items you know that I, just learning all about this from there's some very common toys there's some very rare toys it's got a full display in, in the original packaging that was that was included with with the display items in the stores and so just a really cool item there's no other full 
complete master sets listed on eBay. Some of the toys are, are you know, 50 cents, but some of them can go up to 75 or or $100 for some of the ultra rare ones. This was one more product that I didn't know much about. I knew of wacky packages, didn't even realize that these mini toys existed, but I'm going to be able to dig in, learn a little bit more, see what I can do with this. I'm going to be digging into the rest of the tub over the next week or two as I start to figure out if there's anything I want to keep and then start to list some things for sale. But really appreciate him bringing in another little lot of items. And so that was a fun little pickup at the shop last weekend that I thought I would share about. Our main topic today is going to be story time with Mike. One of the things that I want to do every so often is pick some of my favorite cards in my collection and tell the story about how I acquired that card. And so we're going to do that with a couple different cards today as our main topic. And I'll start that after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors that's breaking almost seven days a week now across YouTube, Facebook, and Loop the app. You can see what they're going to be breaking this week at udogcollect.com. And you can also check out their brick and mortar shop in Knoxville, Tennessee to see their full selection of wax single supplies and even watch some of those breaks live there in the shop. You can also utilize them to submit to SGC. They're an approved group submitter to SGC. I'd recently gotten five more cards back through that group submission process things that I'm going to have in my own collection. But it, if you want to learn more about their group submission process, you can also check that out at udogcollect.com as well. When you do check them out, make sure you tell them that Wax Pack Hero sent you. All right, so let's dig into a couple of my favorite cards in my collection, things that I plan to keep with me forever, I guess, at this point. The first one is a 2015 Top Strata patch auto of Chris Bryant. And here's the story about how that came to be. Now in 2016, the Cubs won the World Series. It was the year that I was really starting to get hot and heavy into cards again, buying and selling, starting to raise some of those funds. I was having a ton of fun in cards. I was having a ton of fun watching the Cubs. And at that point, cards hadn't completely blown up yet. And so by the fall, I was able to put in a pre-order for a case of 2017 Top Series 1 Jumbo for $425. And so I paid for that Jumbo case, and I could not wait from October or November or whenever it was that I put in that pre-order till February of 2017 when that new product was going to come out, and it was going to be my first ever full case of cards that I was going to get to rip. And it was going to be fun. Well, eventually I waited. The time came. 2017 Top Series 1 was released, and on release day, I went to my hobby shop. I picked up my jumbo case, and I started to rip. And boy, was it fun. It was the first case I'd ever opened. It was a Corey Seager autograph. I got a Cubs autograph World Series relic. But one of the cards that I got towards one of the final two boxes of that six-box case was one of the Chris Bryant 1987 Tops retro autographs. And I was thrilled. I mean, Chris Bryant was coming off of his MVP World Series winning season. He was hot everywhere, but boy, was he hot here in central Illinois as well. And so it was a, a great card. It's actually a great PC card that I was able to pull. And Chris Bryant was hot at the time. 
Well, there's some other local Cubs fans who are huge Chris Bryant fans. And he came into the shop. One of these, one of these fans came in the shop and he's like, I would love to have that. Are you, are you interested in selling? And I was like, Hey, I don't, this is my first Chris Bryant card. My first, or my first Chris Bryant autograph card, I guess I should say. I want to keep this. And he's like, well, well, what if I am willing to trade you another Chris Bryant autographed card? And I'm like, well, I, I guess I'd be open to that. You know, if you really like this one and I can get another one that I really like and I'd be able to have that in my PC, then then sure, let's let's talk and let's see what we can do. And so we looked it up and this was an opportunity where this being a brand new card out of a brand new product the selling prices and the, the value of that card at the time was super high. So this collector had a bunch of Chris Bryant autographs and he brought in some of the ones that he had multiples of that he would be willing to trade and, and he showed me a few different ones and one of the first ones that came up that caught my eye was that 2015 Strata patch auto of Chris Bryant. Now this is a really sweet card. It's got a pretty nice multicolor patch in there. It's serial numbered to 50. It's an on-card auto, so no sticker. And it's got the MLB authentication label where I was able to look up that hologram number and see when that, that card was used or when that jersey was used. It was actually used by Bryant in a game against the San Francisco Giants on August 6th of 2015 during his rookie season and so it's it's authentic it's from his rookie year now there's no rc logo on the card even though it's a 2015 strata but it was produced you know after the season with the jersey used from his rookie season autographed and he was willing to trade that card plus some cash for this retro 87 version of the bryant autograph and i when i heard that offer i couldn't say yes fast enough so I, I did. I picked that up, and I've had that card in my collection ever since. I love to look back at it. When we were making these deals, this card was in the three to four hundred dollar range. The, the deal was worth three to four hundred dollars for for the two cards combined. And you know, you look back now at the the career that Chris Bryant has had since that MVP winning season, and the injuries that have kind of derailed him and and turned him from a. a you know, guaranteed Hall of Famer that some people were predicting at the time to a, just kind of an above average player. You know, he's not done quite what we hoped he would do. He's no longer on the Cubs. And the, the values of both of those cards have come down significantly. I saw one of these that I've got now out of 50 that sold for somewhere around $100 earlier this summer. But regardless of all of that, this is one of my favorite cards of my collection, something that I plan to keep. It was really one of the, the first quote-unquote big cards that I was ever able to acquire. And so having that rookie patch auto of one of my favorite players, a Cubs legend at the time, coming off of that World Series victory, getting a chance to get that by trading another Chris Bryant autograph in the first full hobby case that I ever opened, um, my first full case of six jumbo boxes just made for a super memorable event, especially as I was just getting back into the hobby hot and heavy. And so I will always remember opening that case. I will always remember working out the trade for this card. And I can't wait to kind of keep this card in my collection, look back on it, tell the story of how I got it. So 
that sticks out to me as, as one of my favorite stories about acquiring one of my favorite cards. The other card that I want to talk about today is another Chicago card, and it is my Jim McMahon 1983 Tops Rookie card, and the story about how I came to get this card in my collection. And it goes back a long way. I got this card sometime either in late 1986 or the summer of 1987. I don't remember exactly, but I didn't start collecting until 1986. The Bears had just won the Super Bowl. I was getting into cards, and I've talked about before that I got some cards out of my grandparents' attic, and they were football cards, and they were a lot of cards from 1968-1969. So in my neighborhood, there were several of us kids who all collected and a few of these collectors were a couple years older than me. You know, I was like 9 or 10 at the time, and they were probably closer to 13 or 14. And they had a little more experience collecting, a little more experience about the knowledge of the game. And so we were trading cards one day, and one of these friends was looking through these football cards that I got from my grandparents' attic that were all from like 1968 through 1970 or so. And he came across a Gail Sayers card, from 68, a Mike Dicka card from 68, a Dick Butkus card from 1970, and a Jack Kemp from um, somewhere in those late late uh, 60s years as well. And, you know, at the peak of this Cubs popularity, Jim McMahon rookie cards were worth quite a bit. And so he's like, hey, you've got some old cards here. You wanted this Jim McMahon rookie card. Would you be willing to work out a, a trade for these? And I said, sure. I don't know anything about Gail Sayers, Mike Ditka, Dick Butkus, or Jack Kemp, but I know Jim McMahon is the Super Bowl winning quarterback of the Bears. Let's work out a trade. And so I had one of the print Beckett football card price guides that I had picked up, and we worked out what was a fair trade at the time based on the prices that were listed in that print Beckett book, that annual book that was listed, and we worked out a fair trade. I got that Jim McMahon rookie card. I got some supplies. I got some other early to mid-80s baseball and football cards that, that weren't quite as, as high-valued, but still in total you know, came out to be a fair trade, and I was happy. I gave him those old cards that I didn't know anything about. I got a Jim McMahon rookie card, and turns out, you know, as the years went by, that trade didn't look so good from my perspective. The, the McMahon did not uh, keep its value, and those vintage Hall of Fame caliber players, they continued to escalate. And I look back at that, and, you know, we were both kids. We worked out a fair trade. I still love that Jim McMahon rookie card. It's got a great story that's attached to it. And I know that he wasn't trying to take advantage of me at the time. Now, he might have had ideas that those Hall of Famers were going to be worth more in the long run, or, you know, those were greats of the game, and Jim McMahon was still only, you know, three or four years into his career at that time. And just like we talk about now, don't necessarily bet on these prospects that are unproven at the time just because they had one or two good seasons. But at the time, you know, no big deal, no no ill will. Well, that in of itself makes for a, an interesting story of kids trading, but that's not where the story ends for the for these cards. Turns out, 35 years later, we both end up working for the same company. And we, he found me one day on our, on our internal system, and we both still work here in Bloomington. And he said, hey, Mike, I've got something for you. 
let's go, let's grab some coffee tomorrow. And so I said, sure, yeah, let's let's do that. So I grab some, we, we meet the next day, we grab some coffee, and he's like, hey, for whatever reason, I came across these football cards, and from the moment that I got them from you, I've still kept them all together. I don't know why. I've had other cards that have gotten you know, mixed around, but these four cards that I got from you back when we were kids, I've always kept together. And when I saw them the other day, I said, you know what? These aren't as interesting to me anymore. I don't collect anymore. I want to get them back to you. And so he gave me those exact four cards back. So 35 years after we made the trade in Chillicothe, Illinois, when we were when I was like 10 and he was like 13 or 14, 35 years later now, those exact cards have been returned to me and are again part of my collection to go along with that Jim McMahon rookie card I have. And so that in in total now makes the story even better makes that memory even stronger for me and it's just those are four more cards that i'm going to be able to add to that pc that i'll never get rid of because there were stuff that came from my grandparents attic that left my collection for 35 years and now have returned and are a part of that to go along with that jim mcmahon i traded for when i was a kid and so i love that story i love those cards those are things that will never leave me and it just it makes this whole collecting world and this whole collecting community even more fun. And so I hope you enjoyed hearing a couple of those stories, one from a couple years ago, one that spans back 35 years or whatever. I hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit about some of these cards that are important to me, how I got them, how I got them back in some situations. And, and I'd love to hear what you have. What stories do you have that that are cards that you've got in your PC that stand out to you, that are memorable to you, that you'll never let go. I'd love to hear the story of how that happened and, and why those cards are important to you. Like the athletes we admire, the sports card shop is changing the game. We're not launching threes, bombing drives, or hitting dingers, but we have built a unique gathering spot for all collectors to trade cards, talk sports, play games, and watch their favorite athletes on the big screens. Yes, we've partnered with Panini, Upper Deck, Leaf, Tops, Fanatics, Pokemon, and others to bring you all the latest in sealed wax and singles. But the sports card shop in New Buffalo, Michigan is much, much more. Our recent expansion brings collectible sneakers, Hot Wheels, and more sports and entertainment memorabilia into the mix. Our new Collector's Cave Game Room is the perfect place to throw a rip party, bring friends, rip packs, trade cards, play billiards, ping pong, shuffleboard, classic arcade, and Xbox games, all while watching your favorite sport on TV. Visit us at thesportscardshop.com. Follow us on social at underscore sportscardshop or better yet, visit us in person to learn about special events, party packages, new products, and everything we're doing for you. The Sports Card Shop, connecting people, sports, and the hobby around the world. So if you want to connect and tell your story, you can reach out to me on Twitter at the Mike Summer. You can send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. You can reach out on Instagram or TikTok at waxpackhero, and we can connect and talk a little bit about the cards that you love, and your feedback on this episode. Tune in next week where I'm going to be inviting Brett McGrath back onto the show to talk about how his approach to the hobby and how his 
exploration of the hobby has changed over these last couple years since he was on last. He's got a great show, Stacking Slabs. If you've never heard it, you should check it out as well. But next week, Brett will be joining me for a great conversation. That is all I've got for you today. So I'll catch you next time.